they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound, just watch no bandit run. Keep your foot hard on the pedal. Some never mind them brakes. Let it all hang out, cause we got a run to make. Welcome to Highway Freaks. I'm Bry Guy, your road dog host, and standing by, my brother from another mother, it's J-Man, the Snarl. We have Winged Will and Canadian Lady Trucker Janet. Tonight's special guest is Ramblin' Rose from Billings, Montana. She's filling in for the Pink Bombshell, and a special guest from Coquitlam, B.C. will be on to tell an important story. So, guys, it's been an interesting week. I wasn't here last week, and uh, Pink was filling in. She did an awesome job, I heard, uh, although I don't know if I'll be eating squirrels anytime soon. Uh, I uh, was quite uh, shocked by that, actually. <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, let's just go around the panel here and ask how each other's uh, week went. Uh, let's start with J-Man, who is sitting in... Anaheim, California. So how's your week been, Jay? Kind of boring. It's been a boring week. There's been no... Kind of boring. Well, yeah, it's, it's not the usual trucking trip from Langley to California. Like, nothing happened. Oh, okay. Well, like, there's usually, wait, there's wait. usually something going on. There's usually carnage. Correct. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, it, I can't share boring. that with you. I can't share oh, that with you because oh. I, I've had a, you know, you know me. There's never a dull moment in my life, and there never seems to be a dull moment on trips. No, no, there never does. Uh, I'm just gonna go tell you what kind of what happened me, with me in the last uh, uh, 72 hours. Um, it started in Cranbrook, British Columbia, and uh, we had an idiot driver oh, from man. a. Yeah, we had an idiot driver from Karen Transport. Yes, I'm going to mention that because uh, like it should be mentioned. Okay, and he decided that he was going to put the fear of God in me. Um, it all started when he just started tailgating me, and uh, that was fine. But when you have two opportunities to make a pass, and the first one you don't, that's fine. I, you know, I, I had to get over, and basically he was on my butt, but. The second opportunity he had, he decided that I'm going to stalk the hell out of this guy and scare him. Well, you know what he did, Jay. He just pissed oh. me off worse. Okay? <laughs> and you know, when you piss off Bry Guy, he's going to come back at you in, you know, not only flames, but probably buckets of water as well. So, yeah, that's what he did. And um, once he got to the scales at Yak, he decided he was still going to follow me. But uh, I decided I was going to take pictures of him in the side mirror, which I did. And then he thought, I would, oh, he's on to me. So instead of going all the way to the border with my load, I turned back. And then I, <laughs> I come up on him. And uh, I got my camera ready. And he just flashes his brights at me. And then he just peels out like a bat out of hell. So, and he's got this big smile on his face, like, huh, you can't get me, ha, ha, ha. Well, guess what? I made a phone call, a couple phone calls, and his ass is grass. So, uh, you know, uh, a black pylon shout out to you, buddy, because you are going to get in a lot of shit down the road. Because uh, I talked to their safety, and they basically said there is going to be some disciplinary action. 
Now, speaking of action, I'm in Redmond, Oregon the following night. And I'm uh, just basically sitting there at a red light. And as soon as the light turns green, I pass, uh, uh, we'll just say, an owner-operator in a shiny Peterbilt, nice orange Peterbilt. And I get into the other lane. And the next thing you know, it's like uh, bad boys. I got... Uh, cop cars uh, behind me, state troopers, and um, they pull me over, and then they tell me that I've made an illegal turn. I scared this owner-operator, and uh, I'm going like, what the heck? So uh, that took like 30 minutes, and then he gave me his uh, my license, and <laughs> he said, uh, you've got a great, uh, you know, clean driving uh, record there, uh, Mr. Wade, and uh, you can go. So that happens, and this morning, if that wasn't enough, I decided to slam the trailer door on my baby finger uh, after trying to break a seal. So, yeah, that's been my week, uh, and it swelled up like a beach ball. I decided to put frozen yogurt on it, so um, which worked really well. So that's Only been my three days. Only you pulled you. a me. <laughs> you pulled a me. Yeah. I'm the one that's usually slamming my hand. And so. That's right. That's right. Okay, so Will, how was your week, buddy? Actually, uh, I mean, let's let's just say it was fine. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. But um, I got um, like uh, <laughs> I applied for an agent a while ago, and I I I've actually had an agent for quite some time now. But uh, I actually have a um, a audition for uh, Bad Boys Four and Cobra Kai. Uh, tomorrow morning, so I am kind of, you know, uh, just getting ready for for that and uh, letting that wow. carry the next week. Wow! Oh shit, eh? That's great. Yeah, yeah. I was actually I played a I played a courier on on uh, uh, the movie Bird on a Wire with Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn. Uh, Blake, you missed me. Um, but yeah, I did that one time. My claim to fame. Uh, yeah. How about you, Janet? What's going on with you? Uh, it's been hectic. That's all I can say. Yeah. It's been hectic. Yeah, I've it's been one of those I've weeks, heard. you know. Yeah. And yeah, no it kidding. just keeps keeps getting more and more complicated. So eh, I'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, I think I think the word lawyer is coming into play for you soon. So yeah, uh, on on yeah. on more than one level too. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could cheer you up as as being part of the road crew. And Ramblin' Rose, our special guest from Billings, Montana. What is going on with you, gal? Uh, I had a really good week. I can't believe it's only Thursday. Can I say that? Because that's when we're recording this. It just uh, seemed like Friday all week. <laughs> like, when it finally gets there. Um, I'll just go right into my one of my topics because it kind of fits into what kind of week I had. I um, have wanted to lose some weight. And... Um, kind of get fit and stuff and so I was watching some YouTube videos that all these people are doing 10,000 steps a day with um, and most of them are all wearing these Fitbits and so I thought wow so I got one of Kohl's and I started walking this two and a half mile route that I had been doing all last year and this year well this dog huge German Shepherd comes out from the yard of one of these houses and just basically teeth bearing, barking at me, and I'm like saying, "Get back, get back!" and and he just keeps coming at me, and so I froze, 
and I'm yelling, like, whose dog is this? Come get your dog. And this is 20 minutes to 7 in the morning. No, Nobody comes out of their house. And every time I moved, the dog moved. And then this guy came around the corner, and he got his car between me and the dog. And then the dog tried to go in front of his car to get to me, and he cut, then he angled his car. And so we started – I started walking alongside of him as he moved the car. And long story short, anyway, um, I called animal control, and uh, I notified the manager of the park that we live in because I was afraid that if I didn't report it and this dog, like, would especially would attack a child, I just – wouldn't be able to live with myself, you know, let alone another adult. But so anyway, they were going to notify the person. And unfortunately, they were going to have to get rid of their dog because this was not the first report of the dog being aggressive towards people. So point being is that I had, to, I'm, I'm now gonna, was going to alter my route. And now I'm doing 10,000 steps, which is equal to five miles. I don't know what it is in Canadian, but five miles U.S. And I get it all done in one shot. It takes me about an hour and a half. Okay, so you think. I walked like 42 miles last week. You would think I would lose some weight. No. I get on the scale today, I gained a pound. What the heck? I was really irritated, to tell you the truth. I can really irritated. I can tell you why, though. I've actually... Tell me why. I've actually competed on stage before, Rose. And um, I I, I highly suggest high-intensity interval training, which is HIT. So, like... Um, it's, it's basically, um, instead of doing, uh, 10,000 steps one day, you like, um, for a, a good 15 minutes, you run as fast as you can and then you stop. And that, that, that alone is more than enough to keep your metabolism going throughout the day. Yep. Like one, like marathon run. Yeah. And so like, uh, well, no, uh, I just, uh, like, just increase your heart rate for t- anywhere from five to 15 minutes yeah, so, throughout your walk. So change your pace throughout the walk. What I'm talking about is, 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 yeah, it's five to 15, but it's a, it's just a sprint. Huh? Well, I, I'm going to have to figure something out because I was, so I, I do, uh, the, all the 10,000 steps in one shot. And then I think I'm at like, 18,000 steps because then I went grocery shopping and did some other stuff. And, you know, I read these articles in the magazine. Oh, I did 10,000 steps or, you know, I, I did, I walked a mile every day for a month and I lost 40 pounds. Okay. Well, that's not working. I swear, I swear, I can swallow my own saliva and gain weight. I'm telling you. It's, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, it just finds me, you know? And I eat yeah. celery. I'm not kidding. I eat celery. And uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm going to go see a nutritionist on the 15th of June because I'm like somewhere I'm askew here. I, I've got to get on track. And so, but I'm, I'm excited about the Fitbit because it it gives me a point of reference to where before I was just walking, you know, I had driven it with my car and stuff. And I, I'm excited about the Fitbit because it does, it shows me, you know, a number. It shows me how far I've gone in a day. It also measures your heartbeat and it measures your, um, my husband wanted to get one too after he saw mine because it tells you your whole sleep, like when you're in REM sleep, when you're light sleep. Okay, well, I literally, and it tells you when you go to bed, when you get up, it knows more than I do because some nights I only get like two and a half hours sleep. Sleep is like a waste of time to me. Uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know? And so I'm, I average only about four hours a night, and that's like a waste of time to me. But wow. anyway, so it does a lot of a lot of things, and 
I uh, kind of just decided, I heard this quote, that will this be day one or will it be one day you decide? And I want it to be day one. And so now I'm trying to walk 10,000, at least 10,000 steps every day for like well, the rest well, of my life. Uh, uh, Rose, all you got to do, all you got to do is, is take your, your pit bull dog, Hank, and just, you know, stick some bacon in front of his head. You just put like one of those little things over his head, right? And just put the bacon far out, and he'll run after it. And then you attach yourself to the leash, okay, with Hank. And I guarantee you'll get all the exercise you need. Yeah. Well, Hank can't go because well, can you imagine if he had been with me when that dog was trying to attack me? It was like, ugh, it was awful. So Hank doesn't go with me on my serious walk. Otherwise, I walk him around the lake a couple times. But um, yeah, and if, if, if you want your arms pulled out of his socket, take it from Jay. Yeah. Just walk bandit. My, my boy, he'll, he'll, yeah. rip, he'll, rip, he'll rip those arms out of your socket. Oh, and you'll be making man. trips to the chiropractor. Yeah. Oh. Well, the one time that Hank and Bandit met, that didn't go too well. <laughs> No, that did like not. Snarling. No. no, it did not. They were snarling at each other. We had to keep them apart. And they were not best buddies, yeah. let's just say. I don't know if no, the next... Uh, no, no, no I don't know if true. the next visit will go better. But um, So anyway, and then um, I'm going to do a quick review of a, of a movie for you guys. And um, Sure. But go I've, got, I've got a couple jokes. What cocktail does the vampire like most? I don't know what cocktail does a vampire like most. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Where does a vampire put all his money? Uh, the blood bank. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. We got one for the bride guy. Why did the vampire end his relationship? Because his girlfriend was not his type. Because his girlfriend was not his type. Right. Why yeah. does everyone well, I, hate vampires? Got me. They they are a pain in the neck. And oh, last but not least, where does Dracula like to visit in New York City? The Vampire State Building. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, I, I thought that was all pretty funny. So I'm going to give a quick review of the movie Renfield, which is Nicolas Cage's um, newest Dracula movie. And he did... Um, it, if you guys haven't seen it, in 1988, which is 34 years ago, 35 years ago now, I should know. I had a son in 1988. So he did a movie called Vampire Kiss. And in it, he thinks he's been bitten by by a female vampire. And so he thinks now he's a vampire. And so he has this, like, psychosis of thinking he's a vampire. And he does a really good impression of the original Nosferatu, in case anybody's ever seen that version of the of a vampire and so now in in 2023 he's now doing renfield which renfield is a dracula's dynamic but uh, familiar robert montague renfield and so the movie's based on dracula's familiar and nicholas cage plays dracula and a guy named nicholas holt i'm not really familiar with him as an actor but he plays renfield and the film feels like a comedic sketch stretched into 90-minute feature thanks to an organized crime storyline that has been laid out to beef things up. Um, Renfield, he seeks out the support group for people in toxic relationships. And 
as he makes a breakthrough with the group, he realizes that if he doesn't prioritize his boss's needs and he won't grow to a full power. And he's talking about Dracula, where everybody else is talking about, you know, a toxic boyfriend or something like that. And so the movie only got two and a half stars out of four. Um, it was rated R for bloody violence, gore, uh, language throughout, and some drug use. And so it's um, with horror action, Renfield is and the iconic Nicolas Cage finally grants the world his take on Count Dracula and instantly lands in the top tier of the best Dracula performances of all time, creating a holy trifecta with Bela Lugosi and Christopher Lee. And I thought the movie was great. Um, it, it's funny. It's the background. It's got a really good plot. It, it really moves. It's, and it's just got a really good feel to it. And the thing I liked best about it is the typical Dracula has the fangs, you know, on just either side, but Nicolas Cage actually has all of his teeth are fangs. And I read something that it, he said that he would wear those all the time, like at home and everything to practice with, you know, being able to talk with those teeth in his mouth. And they were so sharp that he would actually puncture the inside of his mouth. So he felt like Dracula because he was often drinking his own blood <laughs> because these teeth were so sharp. But if anybody gets a chance to see it, I say go for it. Because my son and I went to see it at the theater, and now we have it on Voodoo, and we've probably watched it at least seven or eight times. And it's just a fun – we love Dracula movies anyway, my son and I. We like to watch werewolf movies together and stuff like that. So it's a really good romp, and um, I highly recommend it. Uh, let's see. I would give it um, definitely a 10 out of 10 air filters, air fresheners. Really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's good. Eh? So, yeah. But then again, you are biased because you like Nicolas Cage. Oh, I like Nicolas Cage. Well, yeah, I like Nicolas Cage in some movies. He's he's really wired. He's a wired for sound actor. He really gets into his roles, and he's really into this one. And um, yeah. he was really into that original Vampire Kiss one in 1988. It's almost like you can just feel how he must have just got into the role and lived it and practiced it a lot because he just is so into it. Did, did so, you uh, see him in Pig? Did you see him in Pig? No, I didn't see that movie. Oh, that's that was supposed to be quite quite his acting because he uh, he plays a guy that he's got a pet pig and the, the pig gets killed, murdered, and he just goes on this crazy, crazy rampage. Um, it's called Pig. So check it out and hmm. maybe... Uh, you know, you can uh, let me know what that's like as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, by the way, one thing we never mentioned is we are going to continue with our uh, Canadian iconic rock group, Fist. Uh, we're playing some of their songs tonight. In fact, you better get out of my playground because that's the next one right here. So check this out on Highway Free.
Rocky song from uh, from from Fist. I I I, I truly uh, love it. And if you didn't know, right now they're they're um, recording videos for their music. So uh, that's that's pretty exciting. They're they're actually uh, progressing a lot. Um. Anyways, on to my first topic, which involves Kijiji scams. Um. There have been uh people that have you know been busted but the uh the latest ones weren't um weren't really recent so in march so i i feel like i have to um educate a lot of people on this a lot of people on uh on Kijiji, uh will you know they're, they're looking for items and the you know you communicate through email so usually uh or uh, unless there's a phone number which is potentially worse, but um, what these people do is they will put up an ad for, you know, something like, say, uh, summer's coming up, you have kids. Uh, they'll put up sales for water guns, and they'll put it at, like, uh, for a package deal, and they'll ask you to respond to them through email, and in the email um, will be a link to, you know, quote unquote more guns more water guns or whatever um and in that link they'll ask you you know uh put in your paypal information and uh even if you don't want to do it uh even if you try to escape that um web pages have now been built to grab your uh usernames and passwords for your paypal and uh, extract the funds out of there so uh there have been tons of people falling for this uh, as as you can imagine, uh, I'm not going to say a majority, but there's a good percentage of people out there that are not tech savvy. Um, when when stuff like this happens, you usually hear about it being done with, say, iPhones or you know, um, brand new something brand new, right? Uh, but th- th- this this happens uh, even even the people who aren't looking for iPhones, right? And they they usually target um now this is kind of sad but they usually target single moms and dads or elderly people. 
So the items they put on, uh, they, they put up there for ad will be like it's specifically meant to target these people um, without them even having to, to message. So it's like a quote unquote honeypot, but um, there are ways around it. There's uh, sites like virustotal.com where you can uh, enter the link before you even go to it and it'll tell you whether it's malicious or suspicious. Um, and there have actually, there was one recent scam that just scammed somebody out of $12,000. So, and that included a smartphone, which is why I brought up the iPhones. Uh, a lot of people tend to not realize that, um, here's another thing. Uh, if you're, if you're selling your phone, the factory setting it isn't, isn't going to be the end all solution. Um, that information can be gained back unfortunately. And uh, if, you're, if you're still on the phone, you should pretty much delete all your files before anything. Delete all your auto-fill stuff because, you know, people get lazy and they, they just put it in. I think we're all kind of guilty of that, though. But, um, yeah, just uh, just be wary of the, of the not, not just Kijiji scams, but, you know, PayPal scams. There's uh, Facebook Marketplace scams. I, I find one every single day where... You know, uh, $3,000 item is priced for $124. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And well, look what happened to me, Will. Remember when I messaged you? And uh, I, I was selling a kitchen table and chair set. And um, I, I said uh, to Will, I said, I said, well, I'm not really sure about this. This guy's in Basilier, Quebec. And uh, what did he want, a DMT? What was that, Will? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it was like a DN, DND or something. Or yeah, it, yeah it was, no, I, uh, I think you're right. It, it was a DNP, something, something parcel. That's right. Yes, yes. And he wanted to shift all the way to Quebec. And then uh, you, I think it was, didn't even take you five minutes, and you told me that that was a fake profile. Well. And um, I, I almost fell for it. Yeah, well, it, 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 well, it, it kind of looked better because it was a, it was a real profile that had been hacked by somebody else, right? So, yeah, that uh. You're right. That and and what did you it. tell me to do? Don't give out your email address. I yeah. just give them my name, and and uh, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it does help to have a, a computer whiz like you uh, on our panel because when I came across something like that, I, I'm looking, I'm going, okay, it's a hundred dollar kitchen table, and he wants me to ship it to Quebec. A hundred dollars more. Hmm. And then you clued me in right away and said, uh, can he find his own kitchen table in Quebec, Brian? Well, yeah. yeah it's going to cost him more to ship it down there than it is to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I've, I've, I've had that kind of stuff happen, too, when I was trying to sell truck equipment, right? I was getting these emails right. left, right, and center. You know, oh, well, I, I'll send somebody out to, to transport it to me. And I'm going... By the time you pay to have, like, for example, the tarps that I have sitting or the headache rack that I had sitting, and you ship it all the way across the country, you know, the best. Why aren't Why aren't you going to somewhere local? Yeah. Like, you could get brand new set for what you want to. No, that's a bunch of. And I mean, I figured it out pretty quick myself. But I mean, yeah, that's been going on for decades. The funniest, the the the, the funniest thing ever is 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 when they 
message the victim and they say, hey, I'll just send you a check to the mail and then, uh, you know, you can pay through through that check. Okay, well, I mean, um, I hate to bring the scam up that, 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 that you went through, but um, yeah. there's there, there was this Nigerian scammer who had sent a check and it looked like a legitimate check for, I think, 15 or 20,000. And they told her to, you know, deposit it in the bank, send, I don't know, I, I think it was like, Fifteen thousand, yeah, I think it's a twenty thousand dollar check. You spend fifteen thousand, you can keep five thousand, and then, you know, it kind of messed over the whole bank. And uh, well, it messed. It didn't mess the bank over because I had to. They would only allow me that, you know, a certain amount, right? Well, yeah, and, but but and every whatever I took out, I was responsible for. Yeah, it but me over, not the bank. Well, it it, it it was it was kind of kind of still you though, because it it had been flagged as fraudulent, and I, if I remember correctly, there were some things you were limited uh, on doing because of. Well, it. that's that's one of the reasons I have one the one email I used to use for e transfers I can no longer use. Yeah, and that's the reason. Because that email has been flagged now as fraudulent. So, yeah, not much I can do about it, even though I could prove it wasn't, you know. I was, I, I, I have to the say. The bottom was, line, guys. I was extremely hold on, naive. Hold on. The, the bottom line, the bottom line is when it comes to the Kijiji, you really got to watch yourself. Um, you know, especially if they're coming to your house. Uh, I, I just, uh, Heard a news story there in BC where this kid had these uh, these Jordans, uh, these uh, you know uh, Michael Jordan uh, Nike shoes that were like uh, collectors' items, and, and they were worth like oh my gosh, like eight or nine hundred dollars at the time. And uh, he had these guys come over and they roll them for the shoes. Uh, they beat him up and they rolled him for the shoes and, uh, you know, he was out of the shoes. So even even when people have to come get the items, uh, and I, I think, Will, you know about this, is you go to the police station in the parking lot and uh, you have them meet you there. I mean, you don't have them come to your home no. because uh, some some really serious stuff can happen there over $100 or $200. Especially when it's a high-value item you know, that you're able to move, right? Um, obviously, you know, it's a, a big dining room set that's an antique, you know, that's not something you can move out of here, right? Well, well yeah. But Sorry, what? like jewelry, something small enough that you can you can transport, right? But yes, definitely. Uh, anything that's a high dollar value, go somewhere safe to do it. I mean, yeah, uh, it happens, especially nowadays. Otherwise, you give them your address, they come to your house, they realize you got high-value stuff in your house, and your house gets broken into every week, and you can't figure out why. <laughs> and that's that's the other reason, yes. Yep. Well, good to know. Really good to know. Um, because uh, Kijiki is very popular, and um, they they do prey on, on people like single parents and uh, the elderly. So uh, that's always a really good insight, Will. So we're going to play a different song here. Um, and uh, when we get back, uh, J-Man the Snarl is going to let you know a little bit about it. This is Jenny C. Riley, the Harper Valley PTA, a classic. Check it out. Valley 
shop to play And she said, Mama got a note here from the Harper Valley PTA Surprise when Mrs. Johnson wore her mini skirt into the room. And as she walked up through the blackboard, I can still recall the words she had to say. She said, I'd like to address this meeting of the Harper Valley PTA. seems to use a lot of ice whenever he's away and mr baker can you tell us why your secretary had to leave this town and shouldn't Whitta jones be told to keep her window shades off will completely down She's had a little nip of gin And then you have the nerve to tell me You think that as a mother I'm not fit Well, this is just a little Peyton place And you're all Harper Valley hypocrites No, I wouldn't put you on Because it really did It happened just this way The day my mama socked it to at a beat. 
I would really like to know why the taxpayers' dollars is being spent by the school board to... Well, and, and, and this well, also brings up a broader issue, too. Like, uh, you, you know, if, if you look at this in, in, in a di this aspect of things in a different light, it, the, the, the question comes to mind, like, are we actually, like, are the teachers actually being paid what they should be getting paid? Oh, they're not. Right? Oh, they get, they get uh, apparently $50,000 a year. Um, which is that that's like nineteen ninety one wage. Yeah, I I think they also have when a, you when you really think about it. Yeah, I um, I think they also have a set number of hours they can work in a year. Uh, I believe it's um well I believe weekly it's well it's under forty a week. I know that. I don't know exact the exact number, but most places that that uh, most companies and government jobs that do that kind of stuff. Um, do that so they don't have to pay you benefits and that's just my experience um but uh they're claiming that uh they have the right to basically limit or stop any um social media that this lady's doing um and i don't know i just think it's wrong um she uses an alias uh ava she uses the alias or persona or whatever you however you want to call it of ava james um so it's not like she's uh, flaunting the name, like her, her real name, and that she works for, for this school or anything. She's doing her best to keep it separate. So um, I, I don't know. I just, I just think it's uh, employers are I, – I just don't think employers should – once you're done work, they have no say as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I, like I said, I, I would really like to have her online to, to talk more about this because uh, this is really interesting. And I well, I think man, she, yes, Mr. Bry guy. You know what? Your wish is my command because, as a matter of fact, how weird is this? I've got Kristen on the line here on Highway Freaks podcast tonight to tell her story. Isn't that right, Kristen? Hello, yes, I'm here. How's your week been, my dear? My week's been really good, actually. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, well, Jay wants to know your story, and I'm sure all of our highway freaks out there want to hear it as well. Um, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, I have been off work um, due to a back injury for quite some time now. I actually had, I had spine surgery on April 28th, and so I was recovering, I was in bed recovering, um, like, four or five days later, um, on April 28th, and I received a cease and desist letter from the school district, basically telling me that I needed to take down all my Ava James um, socials, so that was Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, in, and including OnlyFans. So, uh, in that letter, basically, they stated, like, the policy number that had been, I guess, like, um, I had, whatever, like, disobeyed or such, right? Um, and so, basically, from my understanding is there was a written complaint by a student from a TikTok I had done to kind of, like, advertise my OnlyFans, although... 
like the TikToks I did, they were they were not really sexual in nature. They were just like I was wearing a bikini in the TikTok. Um, so that was the first letter I received. Um, and so since then, well, it's it, the story's like blown up, and I had no idea <laughs> that people it's would take stupid. so much. Yeah, I and I have I had no idea people would take so much interest in it. To be honest. Um, so, yeah, so I got that letter, and at the time, I got a call from union president, uh, and she, she basically told me to resign, uh, just to resign at the district and, like, go work somewhere else and just, like, you know, make it easy on myself. And, you know, like, I've been off work. Um, I haven't been getting any EI. I haven't. I got denied long-term disability by the insurance company through the school district. So basically, the only money I've been I have been making is from OnlyFans. So, like, basically, they were asking me to shut it down, but like, I'm not capable of going back to work because I have another back surgery probably looming in the next couple months, and I'm in I'm in like quite a lot of pain, basically 24/7. So I. I kind of considered my options at that point. Um, I took some time to think about it. I kind of reached out to some friends or whatever. And, you know, I just, it, it just kept coming back to me. And I just felt very strongly that, like, well, no, like, why, why should they be able to tell me that I can't do these, like, I can't do this, right? Um, so basically, uh, a girlfriend of mine said she had a friend who's a journalist and that he might be interested in talking about the story. And I was like, you know what, at this point, like, I, I need, I need support elsewhere and I need a voice. Um, otherwise I feel like I'm going to get bullied here and like basically bulldozed and muzzled. Right. Um, so I told my story to a very gentleman from the Daily Hive, um, a local, like a local paper uh, in Vancouver. And um, so I got the letter on the Friday. Uh, the, the article did not go out until the following Thursday. Uh, so like, I, I, I have to say, like, between the, t- like, between the time I decided to actually go public with this story to the time that it, like the article actually went out like I don't think I slept <laughs> like I was so terrified of you know the judgment and just what like what what everybody knowing is going to do and like how people are going to look at me and treat me and how they're going to treat my daughter and um so there was like there was a lot of insecurity on on my end like you know one of the things I think people should know is like it's not like I went into it being like oh yeah I'm gonna get so much support this way I actually went into it thinking like I was gonna get um not like not supported um but I also felt very strongly that uh regardless of the controversy of it uh I don't believe that my employer can tell me not to do that um when it's on my free time so um yeah and then the article came out and it like it, it blew up like you know um then I was getting calls from news people and and uh yeah so the school district really doesn't like that I've been talking 
out to the media and doing podcasts. I basically get written up every time they hear a podcast or an article being written or me on the radio or I've, I've been written up over like 30 times just for speaking out. Um, each time the district hears like me on the radio or reads an article or whatever, I get another, I get another write up. So, um, and then, so after the first article went out, I got called into um, investigative meetings, which, you know, they, they called them investigative, but it was really, like, it really felt like an interrogation, to be honest. Um, like, the first meeting I went into, I sat there, and they read over 40 comments from my colleagues, um, and all of them were just so negative, so, like, such a stereotype and a stigma, all opinion-based. Um, they were very discriminatory. Like, one comment was, was, you know, based on her appearance, or, no, sorry, it was based on, based on her body and her appearance, like, she doesn't belong working in the school. Um, and there was just, like, just appalling stuff that it was, it was so clear to, like, my side of the room, you know, me and the, the union reps that were there, that, like, it was discriminatory. Um, the union actually sent a letter to um, the district after that first meeting because it was, it was just, it was appalling the things that they were even repeating. Um, so that was the first meeting. The second meeting, I, I don't remember exactly, honestly, it was, it was over 12 hours of, um, like investigation or interrogation. Um, but in the last meeting, they, they, told me that they had subscribed to, um, like, basically they got a subscriber account on OnlyFans, and they told me that, oh, you, they don't actually verify identity, is what they told me, and I was saying that, oh, they verify the identity of subscribers, too, so they wanted to prove me wrong, and I was like, okay, whatever, I'm sorry, like, they're like, yeah, you only have to, um, you only have to click the button to say you're over 18, like, okay. And then after that, they they heavily alluded to the fact that they actually subscribe to my OnlyFans, um, which I find incredibly invasive and just appalling that they would a spend money on that and b like it just it does not seem right. But um, yeah, so got through the last meeting, and then of course I went public again with things that had happened in the meetings. Um, so I got a call today that apparently have another meeting next week with the district <laughs> about the most recent stuff that has come out. And I'm like, guys, I feel like we're having meetings about meetings. Like, be done with it. Like, make your decision. But you know what? Hey, I'll go to the meeting. That's fine. Yeah, but, you know, I have more of a problem with them subscribing. Like, that's taxpayer dollars, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know for certain, but they, they definitely made it sound like they had. Um, and, like, so during those meetings, they had printed out every single photo from my Instagram. And I was like, yeah, we have I'm, an environmental I'm, issue. Like, why are you, why are you, like, literally yeah. 75 photos printed out on paper. Like, what, oh, you could have put them on uh, projection. You know, like, why do you have to print them out, dude? Like, I don't know, it seems like a waste of paper. 
Kristen, if, if I can interject, Kristen, uh, you don't do any nudity. It's strictly bikinis, correct? Uh, you are incorrect. Okay. Do you want to elaborate? Uh, yeah. So, like, the way OnlyFans works, I don't know if you guys know how it works, but uh, basically, for my account, you pay a subscription and you get you get like a main kind of page, if you think of it like almost like Facebook. So okay. like on my main page, there is no nudity. Okay. Like you pay to see like sexy photos on my main page. Oh, I, yes, yes, yes. I see, I see what you're talking so about. So if now. you want to see nudity, you have to pay the big bucks. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah, you got to okay. have, have deep pockets to see the good stuff. Big bucks if you want. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, 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 gotcha, gotcha. All right, so, I mean, when I looked on your Instagram, and, you know, we contacted each other, um, it, it doesn't, there's nothing offensive there. I mean, you're wearing, you know, uh, lingerie, bikinis, uh, sometimes you, you're in uh, a top and shorts. I mean, there's to me, there's nothing offensive on the Instagram. Plus, you've got your name, Ava James, your moniker. So yeah. where, 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 who are we hurting here? That's what I'm trying well, to find that out. That's, that's a very good question. Um, you know, what? during the meetings, they, they were highly offended. There's a picture on my Instagram. You can check it out later. Um, I'm dressed up as a schoolgirl. And they were highly offended by this photo and basically telling me that, you know, parents and students would look at this photo and look at my position and, like, have a real problem. And I'm like, I'm like, so now I'm not allowed to dress up for Halloween? Like, what are you talking about? Like, this makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. Man, I, it, bet, I bet you the other it, teachers got jealous. I bet you any money. It, well, yeah, is, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, my question is, is who was the student that complained? Yeah, well, so, I mean, I work with a lot of people that, like, their there's, there's kids go to the school as well. So, I don't know. I Like, going into the meetings, they actually made reference to colleagues of mine complaining, not oh. students. So, I'm not quite clear. Oh, and they, okay. like, they didn't really um, clarify as to who it was, but there was certainly, I know for certain that there were four there were four people at my work that complained because they saw a TikTok or they got wind of my Instagram or something like that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, people... They were, they were just so offended they had to click on each picture. Right? And they had to snoop. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But you know what? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, like, I do, I do know that... The According to the law, that yeah, a, exactly. that a company, it doesn't matter what you're doing, government employee or a truck driver, <laughs> your company has the right to fire you over your um, social media. Now, I'm not even talking about what you're doing. I'm talking about just Facebook. Well, that's that's that, 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 that's actually. Apparently, yeah. according to the no. Canadian law. Well, that, that's actually a fine line because they they, they would have to oh, prove they, so. they, they would have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you know it, it was affecting um, the workplace, right? And and honestly, by law, an employer is not allowed to fire you 
because you you have chosen a a, a different uh, side of work. Like, let's say Kristen, okay, happens to work at you know yeah. a, a well-known place called the Cat House. Okay, it is none of her employer's business what she does off of employer's time. It it is literally against the law to fire somebody because they work a job that their other job happens to not agree with. I mean, okay, be worried about your image all you want, but it's it it still falls between that that fine line. Like it it it'd be no different than and 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 even even a Facebook profile like you were talking about. Like they they have to um they have people to people have been people have been been uh, terminated. Yeah, but that's yeah, not allowed. Right. When 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 hold on, hold on a second. When they have been terminated, they have had they've had to uh, 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 talk around things like they they you, they can't admit that they're firing you because of something you posted because that's intruding in your personal life. That they, the only, sorry, the only way they can get away with it, and because it's union, usually it's somewhere in the contract that they sign, right? So as long as it's in the contract that it's a conflict of interest to do something like that or to have social yeah, media. Yeah, so I mean, in in the contract I signed, it does say you have to conduct yourself in a manner uh, that is inappropriate, or that is appropriate um, online. It does have a clause like that, but I mean, the reality is, and where we are now uh, as a society, it's like it comes down to the interpretation of inappropriate. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's because true. Because they have to be specific. Inappropriate well, exactly. can be anything from uh, some people get offended by a cup of tea, for God's sake. You know what I mean? Or <laughs> hey. well, that's it. a man wearing a purple shirt. You know, yes. so and what you know, they have to in that contract state what their definition of inappropriate is, and if it's not well, in there, then it can't apply. Oh, and it I has totally to be, agree. It has to be uh, full knowledge when you sign that contract. They have to be clear and concise. So yes, it falls perfect. back on whoever created that contract to make sure that it's. Very detailed, very precise, especially when there's too many gray areas within it. And it doesn't matter whether it's an employment contract, um, a purchase of a house, a mortgage contract, it, anything, anything to do with legal contracts. It has to be specific because that's where the loopholes come in. Yes. No, you're right. Um, and, I mean, uh, through these meetings, you know, we've gone over multiple policies, um, and they're they're claiming that I've basically uh, ruined the reputation of the district based on my activities. Um, but, I, I mean, I put it right back on them, and I said, well, no, you're actually ruining your reputation by the way that you're treating me as a human being. Whoa, yeah. So. Exactly. Well, yeah, because, like, like, like under law, it, like, like as long as, I don't know, some people may have to restudy the law at this point, but the law states that if, 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 if you don't bring or insinuate any, anything of your other job, there's nothing to connect you. Yeah, you know, your, your, your name may be rampant in, in that, in, in that job field or whatever, but, Honestly, like when you search up your name, you don't 
you don't get the, 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 the school. You get, like, Instagram and stuff, right? So, like, I mean, the only thing that comes up about that school now is 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 that this happened and and they literally just just brought attention to themselves now. No, it's true. It's true. And you know what? I keep going back to like women fought centuries against sexual oppression. And whether you're wearing a bikini or a burqa, it's like that is your right, and nobody can tell you otherwise. Yeah. And so all, all, I choose to wear say, All I can say is stick to your guns. Fight it through. I uh, yeah. I am. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, well, it's no different than it's no different than if Jay or I, you know, worked a strippogram, right? Okay, and you know we're we're doing a, our side side hustle, and yet we're long hauling, right? It's, yeah. it's no diff it's no different, right? And then all of a sudden we have an employee that's at one of our strippogram parties see us. Well, now we're in trouble, right, Jay? It's just the same kind of it's it's a double standard. It really is, because if yeah. Eva James, a.k.a. Kristen, was an ugly woman, right? Not to say that... that I have said this so many times. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Right? It's because she's got that California beach blonde look, okay? Very attractive woman. She's got a, a smoking hot figure, okay? And and that's the problem. If she was chunky that's and, exactly. you know, she was ugly... There would be no problem whatsoever. Okay, it's like you're on Instagram, fill your boots. That's exactly well, what it comes down. My question, my question has also been, what if I was a homosexual man? Or what if I was transgender? What then? Like, would this be an issue? You just hit that, hit that straight on because you're, here's the thing. It's no different. I don't know why people keep arguing about this. It's no different than if your job finds out you're part of the LGBT party parade. Or whatever, and yeah. and they fire you because of that. They can't fire you because of something you're doing off of work. It is illegal. Yeah, I think I think the bigger issue here, and what we really need to talk about, is you know, female sexualization still makes people uncomfortable, and there is shame behind it. And unfortunately, I feel like in the industry that, well, in the education realm, I feel like you have a lot of women that are very conservative and they're very uncomfortable with, um, you know, a, a attractive woman kind of sexualizing themselves. They find it, you know, they want to shame it and they're uncomfortable by it. It has a lot to do with culture because if this was Europe, like, for oh, example, you wouldn't be Germany, Germany, Norway, okay. Finland, Holland, this wouldn't even be an issue because no. bodies... For the most part, I'm not going to say, like, it is like this, cold and hard and true, but most people raised in that culture is, they're more accepting of the human body. It's just a body, right? Well, it's um, it. And it's, it's, everything's so much more taboo in North America. It, and I think it, I think it actually causes, like, you know, that's why there's people that are into some really weird shit. It's like well, they feel uh, like they're kind of oppressed, right? Well, it goes oh, yeah. back. It goes back to well, the pilgrims, really. Religion. Yeah. Religion, <laughs> let's yeah. all let's yeah. all you know say talk about the white elephant in the room. I mean, well, that's, it comes that's down to religion. I remember. This is I. I shit you not. I had a girlfriend. Really, you had a mother. girlfriend? <laughs> I'm just. <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I knew I walked into that one. I walked into that one. Years ago, I, I years ago I was going with a girl in Melbourne, and her mother was telling her that you can't like sex. Wait, what? Oh, wow. It, it is forbidden. It's in the Bible. I read that book backwards and forwards, and I didn't find anywhere in there that it says women can't like sex. That's their upbringing, okay? And it's, it yeah. keeps going. It keeps going and keeps going. Well, like, I mean, let's face it. You know, two, three, four hundred years ago, um, <laughs> they, they, I think they brought that in to make sure that girls would stay virgins for their marriage, right? Uh, uh, and well, here this, we are, you know. <laughs> this is how far we've come, okay? Exactly. But like, hey, it, but like, who's they? Like, we're talking like some serious misogyny here. Society. Well, no, so, well, yeah, well, that too. One. Here's but... another one, and I found this quite shocking. Um, in the fifties, you could well actually up until the fifties, you could get a book when you were married from your local church on how to appropriately beat your wife. Wow. Yep. You know, it's it's, it's terrible, and like. Through this uh, whole thing, you know, the conversations that I've had with people is, is it's really been interesting. And um, I'm very close with my parents. They, they've always known what I've done, and they're very supportive and lovely people. But I was having a conversation with my mom, and she told me that in the 70s, she was, she was living in Texas. So that's where my parents are from. Um, and basically at her work, they attended a seminar, and it was how not to get raped. And it was basically like, yeah, you know, like, don't wear too revealing clothes. And like, don't do this, you know, don't do that, don't, 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 don't. Yeah. It's all yeah. your responsibility, yes, I know. And, and, and what's sad crazy. is, even nowadays, so many times the victims oh, yeah. of rape are being blamed because, yeah. oh, well, she wore... You know, she wore the short skirt or, you know, yeah. she wore those tight leggings or, you know, she that crop top or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know of anybody. You know, but I mean, but, this is, and and victims do get blamed. And this so, is why few a lot don't come forward. Right. And, and Kristen doesn't make $100,000 a year like some teachers. Correct, Kristen? Well, this, this is... Yeah, I, I barely make $50,000 a year. Barely. And what they don't tell you is, like, where where I work, like, yeah, I have benefits, but because I'm considered a part-time employee, I have to pay for them. So I make $50,000 a year minus paying for my benefits. And You're then, living, you know, in, living in you know, Coquitlam, B.C., right? Yeah. Well, and like Vancouver, like it's essentially a suburb of Vancouver. Vancouver is expensive. We're highly taxed. We are oh, so, yeah, so sure. expensive. Oh yeah, sure. Oh sure. You know, um, and I, I just think, you know, I really feel like a lot of people don't understand the OnlyFans platform itself, and I think if, I think if a lot more people understood it and they, they knew kind of the ins and outs of it. They would feel more comfortable, uh, and they'd see that, like, sex work has really evolved, like, substantially. You know, like, we have a lot of, uh, you know, Net Netflix documentaries 
about Marilyn Monroe and um, oh god, who was the other woman? I just thought. <laughs> no, no, but like, <laughs> you know, bad these women, like these women were kind of, you know, it was a demeaning uh, industry, like the the kind of the playboy and, and the porn industry. It was like, well, you don't get to choose what you do, and you're going to be paid shit money. And like the big, the big men, you know, the old boys club is going to benefit, right? That was the yep. porn industry back when. But with well, yeah. OnlyFans, it really put women in the forefront, and we are in control of the content we put out. We are in control of who we do our content with, if we even do it with somebody else. Um, well, you yeah. know, and I think it's, I think it's just like a lot more empowering system than it was, and it's people understood it more, they might be more comfortable with it. Yeah. Well, but see, people label it as a porn site, Kristen. That's the problem, right? Well, yes. Yeah. And, that's, and, 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 you know, yes, there is porn on OnlyFans. But there's also, uh, I know uh, a guy that's a radio announcer that reads erotic poetry and makes money on OnlyFans, yeah. okay? Totally. There's... There's, it all started with the celebrities, and you know they would show their their homes or their their gardening or whatever, and then it yeah, evolved from there. and yeah, athletes they would show they would showcase their content at a price. Exactly. So as as long as you're not hurting anybody, and and from the pictures I've seen, and from talking to you and just getting a gist of you, you seem like a, a very good souled woman. Um, you know, you basically are trying to support your your seven year old daughter. Uh, you can't support it on the income you're making, and you found an avenue that will be able to pay your bills. What's wrong with that? Yes, and I'd like to say also, you know, people are like, oh, you could get a serving job. You could get another job doing blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I don't want to be out of my home. I don't want to be out of my home and leaving my daughter with a babysitter so I can go work somewhere else. Like, OnlyFans gives me the opportunity to work from home, to have, like, passive income. I don't really, like, you know, like, you kind of leave it there, and it does its thing, and then you can work on it when you need to. Like, it, it, it is really, like, the perfect side gig. Well, yeah, and stop and you think were... about it. Stop and think about this. Um, why should anybody have to get a second, third, fourth job? You mean to tell me, well, why that... the hell... $15 an hour should be enough, but unfortunately, as long as we have politicians, their greed is never, ever, ever going to stop. You actually so, uh, bring up a good point. Why, why, think about the better question here. Why are teachers having to resort to these things? Why are the, are the, well, are, are literally the teachers of our next generations, the, the ones that actually matter, having to, um, Get get like uh, side gigs to j just to make ends ends meet. That's not how it should be. Well, well actually, technically, I am not a teacher, guys. Let's clear the air on that. I am an education assistant, so I work with kids with special needs. Well, that's that that, that, that that's even even better. Like, I I I mean, I I would think it it takes a a lot more than just being a teacher to 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 you know deal with that, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, in uh, in my career, I have worked with some of the hardest children. Like, there are days where you're getting hit, kicked, stuff oh, yeah. on you. 
is doing toileting, you're doing like diabetic testing, maybe you're doing some tube feeding. Like, at times, it can be a really challenging job. It can also be a super fun job. It can be a very rewarding job, but um, the money just isn't there. And honestly, I would be happy to be paid as the teachers are paid, but we're not. We're like honestly, education assistants are treated like like nothing. Like we really are, and we're paid like that too. See, and when somebody says, "Well, go and you know get a job." you know, as a waitress or this or that, you know, and usually it's, you know, the little bank jobs as a part-time job. And then you've got, so, you know, they talk about part-time jobs and they're, they're usually the, the lower paying jobs, the manual labor, the waitress, the cashier, all of which you're standing on your feet. Now you had said that you're dealing with back surgeries. I fully understand where you're coming from on that because I myself have been through five. So, oh my God. And I'm also facing having to look for other employment at the very least to supplement what I'm getting now because what I'm getting now is a lot less than what I should be getting. But that's another story. Um, but I can't just go out and go to Timmy's and say, I'm here. You know, even as a manager, you're still lifting, standing, yeah. on concrete, no less. Um, I I physically could not do that anymore because no, of the back sure. surgeries. So for them to say, well, just go and do it's not that simple. And people, no. people have a hard time understanding that once you make adjustments to your body structure, and start putting foreign objects in to hold it in place, a lot of things are completely off the table now, right? So Yeah, oh, you're absolutely right. And I you're also was a single right. mom going through it, so I, I really sympathize with you because it isn't easy. I appreciate that. I mean, I, I'm i lucky enough. Um, my daughter's dad is in the picture, and he, he, is, he is good. He is good. Like, he's a good dad. Um, so I mean, she she has a great relationship with him. Um, but I mean, financially, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to you know raise a kid and to live in Vancouver. And you know, everybody's been bashing online that I'm doing OnlyFans because I'm high maintenance and I, I need all my plastic surgery. And you know, <laughs> I'm just standing there right now. Okay. I have had a boob job and I have had Botox and my lips done, but I have not had anything else. Okay, so so there. Yeah, but you don't want it's nobody's business. Exactly. If well, that's, yeah, yeah, if that's right. what makes you feel good, you know, and that's what makes you feel complete, nothing wrong with it. Well, and I agree, and that's and that that's it. It's like. I feel like I'm very much a girl's girl in the fact that, like, I just want everybody to feel good about themselves and, like, love themselves. But, unfortunately, there's not, like, not all people and women are like that. <laughs> but, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, more of the tomboy, you know. <laughs> you the you always to hide everything instead of showing it off. Good? <laughs> and if that makes you feel good, get it. Go for it. Like, whatever, you know? 
my feeling is, is whatever floats your boat. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's with this specifically, I feel like people are just like not being accepting of differences. It's like, and like, so what? I choose to do OnlyFans, and yeah, like you pay me fifty bucks, and I'll show you my my. Like, who cares? Anyway, um, this is this has been a, a very uh, entertaining and enlightening awesome. conversation. Awesome.
Okay, so we're back. Isn't that a great rock ballad, guys? Uh, I love sure that one. That's, that's really well done. Um, love Ron's vocals on that. So uh, I saw Avatar 2, The Way of Water, and uh, I was quite moved by it. It's uh, quite a great movie if you haven't seen it. And tonight's review is Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Titanic James Cameron once again shows all filmmakers exactly how it's done. Avatar 2, The Way of Water is precisely how an award-winning film director like him does epic blockbustering. Although the last Avatar was approximately 13 years ago, this second one was definitely worth the wait, I can tell you that. This Avatar 2 is surprisingly better and even more emotional than the first one. This sequel, to no one's surprise that has seen it, is visually breathtaking, visceral, and incredibly engrossing. The story, the spectacle, the spirituality, the sheer beauty, which is Cameron's filmmaking storytelling at his very best. Avatar, The Way of Water, pushes CGI and extreme storytelling to new places we've never seen before on screen. It also uses the word family more than any Fast and Furious film, I can tell you that. Pandora is once again the star of the show. You experience every pulse and vibration from the active non-stop pictures, every thump of heartbeat, every resurfacing bubble of air, and from every fall of raindrops to rumbles of thunder to the crashes of waves and splashes of wings and tails. The dense foliage of Pandora's lush jungles and the hyper-realistic water effects are quite honestly a sight to behold. So to start off with, the story takes place in the same world as the first film, Pandora, this film, however, has more new characters and a new plotline that expands upon the rich world-building of the original. It actually centers around the return of the human protagonist, Jake Sully, who is now a fully realized avatar and leader of the Na'vi tribe. Alongside the Na'vi, Jake must fight against a new threat to Pandora in the form of a ruthless mining company. They are determined to exploit the planet's resources at every cost. Now, of course, Jake, played by Sam Worthington, and his wife, Neytiri, played by Zoe Saldana, along with five of their avatar offspring, coincidentally come into play in the situation of the movie. The new cast members, including Kate Winslet and Cliff Curtis, also deliver strong performances and add even new layers to the story. The film also explores important themes, such as the importance of preserving the environment, the consequences of exploiting natural resources, and the power of family, unity, and teamwork. Additionally, the messaging of family is very heavily emphasized throughout Avatar 2. Not only that, we are shown how the Sullys are coping with parenthood. We get to see their dynamics that echo the real world, such as fostering parenting, insiders versus outsiders, sibling rivalries, and the need for proving oneself to their parents. It asks us the questions, is family the blood that binds us? the bonds we make with one another intentionally, or is it somewhere in between? It basically follows from the last movie and goes on to tell the story of Jake Sully, who has been living among the Navi for several years. He has started a family with his mate, Natiri. The movie starts off by exploring the challenges that he faced adapting to the new land and parenthood. These themes are carried on to intensify what he is faced with, the real being of losing everything that you hold dear. The continuing themes of family, love, and sacrifice are woven throughout the movie. It truly is impossible not to be moved by the emotional journey that all these characters are on. And the scene with the whale and the boy, well, if that doesn't touch you, nothing will. 
There are some interesting twists in the one like this involving Jake's kids and their storylines. And of course, you have to have a good villain in Avatar. And let's just say Jake's mentor from the first film, Stephen Lang, comes back to wreak havoc as the colonel. The story then becomes a battle between Jake and the cloned Avatar colonel with the rest of the global aspect of Pandora versus humans dropping by the wayside. I would say it might have been more intriguing if there was a new antagonist, not exactly the Avatar or the evil colonel that he portrays. But then again, it is Avatar, and you have to resort back to the first film. Then he goes AWOL to have basically hunt down Jake, like Captain Ahab and the White Whale. Summing this Avatar 2, The Way of Water, it's a true movie spectacle. It's visually captivating, it's epic oceanographic effects, and graceful seal life and superb adaptation. On a scale of five air fresheners, your bry guy is giving this one four out of five. So Janet, I hear you have a topic you want to talk about. I do. The uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Association uh, has been investigating 18 complaints um, regarding false positives on the emergency braking systems of the Freightliner Cascadias. Now, so far they've had 18 complaints from various owners um, regarding the issue. And what's happening is that these units, the trucks, are stopping without um, having a hazard in front of them. So it's like sometimes it's just a, the system is automatically slowing down the truck. And there are even cases where the truck has come to a complete dead stop in a travel lane. So um, once they've done this investigation, quite often it will lead to recall for the system to either be adjusted or replaced or even completely removed. Um, it basically, uh, the investigation is covering about 250,000 Cascadias. Uh, from Daimler trucks, and it's covering the years from 2017 to 2022. Now, drivers have reported the emergency braking occurred without driver input, so without anything that the driver has done, and also uh, no presence of hazards, so no car suddenly cutting in front of them, um, animal jumping out in front of them, uh, following too close, that kind of thing. And the application um, basically, basically ranged, uh, like I said, from either a partial application of the braking system to complete dead stop. So hopefully they'll get this fixed at some time. And I uh, understand, Brian, that both you and Jay have this system on your trucks. Oh, yeah. I've had a, <laughs> I've had a lock up on me. Yeah, you know, and it's I, I you know sometimes they think they're doing good, but you know these emergency or safety systems that they put in place, they may work for a car, but they definitely don't work for you know an eighty or one hundred thirty thousand pound rig going down the highway. Well, I, I just I you just they're just the more and more of this ridiculous stuff that they put on. Uh, the more it gives people a, a, a false sense of security. It does. So, you know. Well, I can sure tell you this. When I hit that damn deer 
It had nothing to do with it. It, it, it didn't do nothing. You know why? Because that reaction, you, you, you can't, I don't care what radar system you have, you can't, you can't do it. It won't work. No, because it's split second. It's, there's too much of a delay still in those systems. But then again, you don't, you don't want it to be that quick because it'll put you through the windshield. Yeah, but I'll tell you, man, mine will pick up fly shit on a fence post 30 feet from the highway, <laughs> man, and lock me right up. Yeah, or or a construction pylon. Or a construction pylon, yep. Yeah, it, it seems to like those. Yeah, but not a car, not a deer, not a moose. No, not something no. actually in front of me. It's an overpass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lady grass. Exactly. You know, dreams <laughs> collision alert, and you're trying to figure out what the hell's in front of you. Yeah, it's just they keep coming up with this stuff. Yeah. It's the lane assist that bugs me. If you if you had to drive every day that you get every day, every day, that would drive a person to uh, to do some Harry carry. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't do anything because with all the construction. That's yeah. going to be going off all the time just because of the yeah. construction. Yeah. You, you know the funny one? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, Janet. I was sitting in my truck, and uh, I was I was relaxing. I'm listening to Golden Earring Twilight Zone, and I'm just enjoying it, loving it, right? And it goes, you know, you're stepping in the twilight zone, and all of a sudden I hear, brr, brr. Like, what? And I'm parked. And I'm parked. It recorded it. It recorded it. Yeah, great system. Welcome yeah. to the world of technology. They yeah. said it would be better, but not. They don't belong no in here. No. no kidding. So, um, but uh, it's good to see that our company's going to uh, from freight liners to Peterbilt. I never thought I'd say this, but that does not have that wonderful radar system. So, from what I understand, um, it doesn't. Well, you might be seeing me drive a Peterbilt down the road. You never know. So we're going to get to another song from Fist. It's called Come and Gone. And uh, Rose has had to go. Uh, thank you, Rose. We didn't thank you for your interesting uh, movie review anecdote of Renfield. And um, quite enjoyed that. And uh, once again, thank you, Kristen. So, like I said, it's all come and gone.
I got a red pylon shout out. Well, actually, two. To uh, Rose, it's good to hear you. Good to have you on the podcast again after such a long time. And Kristen, it was a lot of fun having her on. Um, I yeah. hope to have her on board again. I've heard from a little bird that she might come on again. I hope so. Um, she she I, was a riot. She was. She was great. She really was. So I want to give a uh, a blue pylon shout out to uh, Fernando. Uh, he's actually the, pe- uh, the young man that lives below us, um, and this guy has just been nothing but helpful to Carol, uh, my better half. Uh, you know, helping her out with the groceries, and then I came home that I got off of Kijiji, I might add, Will, uh, dual recliner set. And those things are pretty heavy. And Fernando just, you know, said no problem, gave me a, uh, you know, a hand. And uh, we have this beautiful love seat uh, sitting up in our room. And so, you know, Fernando, that was awesome. And uh, just wanted to, to thank you for that. So that's pretty much a wrap, guys. Um, before the last song of this called When the Lights Go Down, uh, just wanted to uh, let you know that uh, if you like this podcast, we want to hear from you. Uh, so go to Highway Freaks on Facebook, uh, or you can get us on Instagram. Just Google Highway Freaks. You will find us. We are out there. And, um, you know, uh, it, was, it was a great podcast. So visit number 34 tonight, I might add. Uh, didn't mention that earlier. So uh, and taking us out is Ron Chenye and the boys. When the lights go down.
Yeah.